Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Betch, betch, betchy bitch. Betch, bitch, betch, betch, betchy bitch. Betch, bitch, betch, betch, betchy bitch. Betch, bitch. Hello. I'm Naomi. And I'm Danielle. And this is Batch Bitch. It's the podcast where we bitch about The Bachelor. Um, in this case, it's Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Danielle, you have decided you're on holidays. Yes, I'm on holidays. As of today, I'm taking it easy for a week. No work oh, for baby. Me, oh, except for this nice. podcast. But, this, you know. And this podcast is work. It is work. <laughs> Okay, this show has become the most dramatic show on Australian television. It has. It is a lot. It's a lot. Um, and I love it. I love it for that. And you're not on holiday. You're about to start work tomorrow. Yes. I'm about to start work again, um, which is very exciting. Um, for eight days and then <laughs> back to... Back to this hell we call <laughs> Melbourne, where everything, no matter what we do, everything just keeps getting worse. Yeah, so <laughs> good times for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, you know, uh, there's just, there's news conferences every day, and every day I'm like, this will be the day it gets better, and it's, and then it's worse. And that's why I'm talking the way I am. Okay, well, picture this. This is how I'm going to be spending the next seven days, okay? <laughs> Me, in my togs, in the shower. Togs. Lights on so it feels like it's it's in the rainforest with bird noises playing over the Bluetooth speaker. Ooh. Then I'm in a sarong and my togs upstairs beside the plant wall, facing the plant wall, <laughs> watermelon margarita in hand. I got them little... Um, them little uh, umbrellas for my drink a little, little pineapple on the side <laughs> that's what i'm going to be doing okay wait why are you in your togs because i'm togs trying to have a tropical holiday in my house i've also i've d- also <laughs> decided i'm going to watch hamilton and what i'm going to do to watch hamilton to make myself feel good is i'm going to get all dressed up like i'm going to the theater Ooh. and then i'm going to sit in the kitchen way back from the tv with my theater binoculars that is fucking insane. And watch it through that. We're like, oh, I'm at the theatre. Beautiful. Wonderful. Wait, so you're going to sit, what, on a little stool? Yeah. Not on the couch. Not on the couch. Behind the couch. Do you, oh. you, will you actually do this? Or is you just joking I've around? Been, no, I think I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> I, I, got, I, got um, I got a new chair, like an armchair, that I can put up on something so it can be like tiered seating too. <laughs> so I get to feel like I'm... Sword. I'm gonna try and have a proper, va- like a proper holiday in the house. That I'll is have so two. Nice. That I'm is gonna so have nice. a tropical holiday and a European holiday. It reminds me of um, this TikTok sound, and it's just this like teenage girl being like, "You have to start romanticizing your life, because if you don't, it is gonna pass you by, and you're gonna wonder where did the time go? 
you have to start thinking of yourself as the main character anyway and oh so half the kids on tiktok like show themselves like walking on the beach you know running their fingers through some water or but then the other half of the kids on tiktok <laughs> just show like just have that sound but it's a video of like their dog coughing something up <laughs> <laughs> or just one guy who's got he's like riding his bike home and it's from his point of view and he's got like a roast chicken in a bag on the handlebar <laughs> and it's just a video of the roast chicken <laughs> hanging as he rides and it, you have to start romanticizing your life anyway um, I really applaud you for genuinely trying to romanticize your life. Yeah, that you is are the a, main character. That is such a teenage, that is a very teenage girl thing to 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 think, to romanticize your life. But that is also yeah. how a lot of people I know have made their lives needlessly dramatic. <laughs> like people ever- who were always in feuds. And I'm like, why are you in feuds for? <laughs> <laughs> something to do something to pass the time do you ever see someone in one of those moments like where they're because I once I was in the car with Mark and we were like slowing down on a roundabout and there was like a you know like the little crossing before the roundabout and so I just like slowed down to a stop because there was this teenage girl there and she sort of like looked at us as, and she just like sort of like gave us this like knowing smile as she walked past <laughs> and I could just tell she was having a moment where she was like wow everything's gonna be okay like (laughs) it was the end of some coming of age movie i was like what did you fucking see that (laughs) oh it was very funny to me oh no i i reckon i give people those looks every now and then oh yeah everyone does i feel really bad because every now and then i'm like okay you've got to smile at three strangers today and then no i don't do that that's insane Okay, well, I sometimes, okay, whatever. I sometimes do it. I feel like I'm making a lot more eye contact with people now that we're wearing masks everywhere and I don't know if I like it. I am grateful that now, because I don't like being close to strangers because I'm always afraid I'm going to get kidnapped because I wouldn't be able to do anything to stop it. Yeah. So I am happy that now I don't have to think about men standing near me. I can just step away and it's socially acceptable. And then I'm going to turn around and be like, uh, what the fuck was that? I'm just a normal guy. I know you don't know me from a bar of soap, but it's really offensive that (laughs) you see me as a threat. So I like that. (laughs) I hope it stays that way forever. Yes, I do like that. I also like not having to shake people's hands or hug people on seeing them again. Oh, I miss that. Oh, see, like, yeah, I would hug you, but Uh I don't want to hug at, like, a gig. I don't want to just hug somebody who's not really my friend. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Never do that. I can't really imagine you. I guess you would receive it if it was. I did a gig once and and the guy shook all the guy's hands and then gave me a kiss on the cheek. That happens a lot. I don't want your wet lips on my face. Disgusting. (laughs) Ew. Gross. Wet lips too. Yeah, they were wet. He would have to lick them first or something. I bet he did. Sick little fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's get into it. It's Bachelor in Paradise. It is week three. Aren't we having so much fun? So much fun. Uh, Okay. It's week three. Um, So um, just as a reminder of what was happening, Kieran was hooking up with Jess. That seemed to be going well. But Kiki has just arrived. Yes. Who is someone who apparently Kieran has slept with. And he was looking forward to her coming here. 
Yes, me, I understood that from the editing of this, they we all knew that Kieran was going to leave Jess for Kiki. But yeah. I also didn't like the, the way that they were like, Kieran slept with her before, so he's definitely going to leave Jess for her. Because seemingly Kieran has no allegiance to anybody. So just because he <laughs> slept with you does not mean he's like got anything for you. But they were right in this case. Yes, they were right in this case. Uh, anyway, Kiki says to Kieran, nice to meet you. And Don't know everybody. With that, brother. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, what? <laughs> we know you know him. Uh, and uh, then there's a flashback. Um, we see a little a thing of Kieran telling Jess. Um, like Jess was like, what if Kiki comes in? And he's like, she's like, you're not going to just drop me, are you? And he's like, I'm not like that. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, and he says that Kiki is uh, top of his top. She's top out of Jess or Renee or anything like that. Um, you know, she pulls him aside for a chat. This is them talking. And then he tells her that oh, him and Renee had a chat. She was like, you know, is there something still? Could we- I still have a chance? And he said no, which is not what she says he said. Yeah, that's not what happened. I mean, we don't. It could have been edited out, but I don't believe Kieran at this point. No. Because <laughs> he's a fucking little dog. Yeah. Um, so Kiki has a date card um, mm. and Kiki asks Tim for a chat before picking somebody. Um, Tim says he's shacked up with Brit um, and then Kiki asks Kieran for a chat. This was all a ploy to make everybody think that she had not already decided that she was going to be with Kieran. Yes. Um, um, and then she asks him on the date because, of course. Yes. And then he says um, uh, that he doesn't feel bad about Jess because it's just sexual chemistry. And then he says, I'm pretty sure she knows that. Which she doesn't. And also that's <laughs> what he says about every woman, seemingly. Yeah, when he drops them, he's like, it's, we just had sexual chemistry because that's the only thing. Yeah, he may <laughs> just not be listening to the words that the women are saying. Yeah, we only have sexual chemistry because I did fuck them, but I don't remember what they said. So how can we have any other kind of chemistry? <laughs> um, sorry, I'm lost. Uh, oh, okay, what we am I? We see Kira I was... notices Alex, Alex being the tattooed guy with the longish hair, who I think's really good looking, but I just wish he would wash his hair more often because he just needs to wash his hair. Sorry. Yes. Although I do think it will be hard. I mean, no, all the girls wash their hair, so that's a <laughs> lie. But I just feel like when you're at the beach, you know how gross your hair gets at the beach? Yeah. Like you'd have to wash no, your hair, hair every day. His hair always looks like that. Yeah. And that's like Tim and Kieran's hair doesn't look like that. No. Um, you're, oh, you're right. I am right. I am, Just wash your hair, bro. Um, he looks like he's in a pop punk band from the late 20, from the late noughties. With that yeah, hair. he does. He is also the man that I thought was Wes and also other people thought was Wes because people commented on the photo that we put up that they were like, oh, yes, I also thought that man was Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, no one reached out to me to ask how I was feeling about it if you thought You're it was Wes. You're not on Instagram at the moment. You've been having a detox. I've been trying to keep <laughs> up with everybody, Okay. And I've been living in bliss. I'm it's so been, offline. It's amazing. I actually think I've been pretty good at it, except for That's that great. sometimes I will forget for multiple days to go into the account. Oh, I do that too. So no harm okay. done there. Perfect. Really. Great. Easy. 
Anyway, Kira notices Alex and decides she's going to go for him. Um, and he's like lying down by the pool um, on his stomach and she literally sits down on top of him on his butt. Um, and then there is a particularly mean edit that makes it seem like Kira is throwing herself at Alex and he's not interested. But we don't actually see one normal unedited interaction between them. They just show her saying something and laughing and then a shot of him clearly when there was like downtime when no one was saying anything. That's funny. (laughs) And it's not, and it's like they obviously like they continue to hit it off throughout this, but they just try to like hide it just to make Kira look like (laughs) a psycho bitch. (laughs) That's funny though, because people who are over the top in their interactions when they're not getting anything back, it is very funny to watch. It is very funny. I don't think this is what happened here because if they, because if they had it, they would definitely show it because there is, there is a man you and I know who in conversation will talk at you so loudly and animatedly, but is also maybe not the best person who I, what I like to do is just stare at him (laughs) silently and watch (laughs) as he sort of falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that is the best thing to do that. I know, I know another guy who would just like, he would, he would just thrive on people laughing at what he would say. And like, I liked him as a person, but it just became exhausting because I was just laughing to, just to fill because he was expecting it. And I just stopped one day. I just decided I'm not going to do that anymore. So he'd tell, he'd turn everything into a pun. I'm not even talking about a comedian. He would turn everything into a punchline. And I just go, uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it felt good. (laughs) It does feel good. It's the best feeling in the world (laughs) to decide not to laugh at jokes you don't find funny anymore. And you're helping them as well. Yeah. Because hopefully they'll start to be a real person and not just constantly be riffing at you oh my god have a real fucking conversation men it's okay to have a real conversation promise okay tim takes brit for a walk tim and brit obviously still getting along um and he seems nervous about something and it's a picnic with fish tacos which we find out a brit's favorite food that to me is insane i don't like fish i think the term fish taco it's disgusting to me but i don't know if that's just because people use that as a nickname for genitals and it'd be, and it's like eating genitals. I don't know. Um, anyway. No, I think fish taco sounds gross because I. Okay, good. I don't think I know that people like fish tacos, but like, I think fish for it to be tasty has to be super, super fresh. Okay. Well, they are on a beach. Well, then good. But also, <laughs> I would rather fish just cooked up in a bit of butter and garlic on a barbecue yum 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 eat it by itself or with a salad or something you know but not in a tortilla with other things yuck put chicken in that or beef or whatever i don't know you heard it here first we are the only podcast that will take down fish tacos (laughs) we talk about what's important um he says he has something to say to brit um and they make it sound really nervous. It turns out he just has to leave paradise for a few days um, because his friend's getting married and he's best man. But he's going to come back. And then he yes. gives her his rose because he's going to miss the style. rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, it is bachelor stuff. Yeah, he pulls it out from behind the thing like the bachelor does. I reckon that's the whole reason he bought it. He wanted to do this date like this so that he could take Brit back to the dates with the roses I reckon the producers were like we really need to drum up some drama can you just like say it like you're leaving forever yeah and then be like just kidding and he was like yeah 
I'll f- I'll fuck Britney around if that's what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the pullback and reveal. Um, um, and also, then- did we mention that um, so earlier that Kieran and Kiki are on the date on the island and um, they're going to stay overnight? Oh, right. Yeah, sure. They're going to stay overnight. And then Kiki tries to come up with a name for them, like the like Brangelina where you mix the names together. Mm. And she comes up with the name Kiki. <laughs> To stand for Kiki and Kieran because Kieran also starts with a key. So they're Kiki, but it's spelt C-I-K-I. Great. Um, and then he I asks, can't believe I missed that. It's good. It's, and that they, they have a riveting conversation then where Kieran asks Kiki, what's your favourite colour? And then Kiki says, you know what? I actually don't have one. Wow. Same. As if it's the most interesting <laughs> piece of information ever. Same, Kiki. And then they I, get into bed I and smooch. Kiki. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, cut back to the island. Kira and Alex are making out, which, uh, again, they show, like, the moment where he is the least enthused about it. <laughs> they refuse to show a moment where he leans in because they won't do it. And I, and it's very, it's very, um, what's the word? Upsetting to you? No, it's very duplicitous. Yes. Uh, Kieran tells Kiki on their date that he's going to go tell Jess it's over when they get back. Um, they've obviously spent the night together somewhere, yes. right? Uh, and then they get back and Kieran does not go straight to Jess. He goes straight to Tim to talk to him about it. And Jess is just sitting there feeling weird. Yeah, and she's talking with <laughs> Renee and then Tim's like, Look, they're, they're best friends now. And then Kieran's like, oh, yeah, they would be. And, like, he's, like, <laughs> he's like annoyed that Jess is talking to Renee when he's just gone and spent the night with another woman. Which is also, like, all of those overnight dates, they're never – it's never, like, it has to be an overnight date. It's always, like, you get to have the choice that it's an overnight date or not. Right. So, you So know, he really could have at least broken it off with Jess before yeah. – having sex with kiki i assume yeah he could have he could have said you know what kiki let's not stay the night on this honestly really uncomfortable thing they absolutely wouldn't have actually slept there yeah surely not because it it would be very uncomfortable would it yeah they were on like a platform with like rollout mattresses and then a mosquito net well i don't think they would have been doing much sleeping if you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> Bit of sucking and fucking going on, Danielle. Okay, so Osher walks in. <laughs> um, and he's got a date card, a double date card. Um, and at first I forgot what double date meant and he said for Connor and Jess and I was like, what the fuck? Why are you putting those two on a date together? And mm. then I remembered they each get to take a person. Yes. Um, and Connor, he takes Mary and nice. Jess asks for a chat with Kieran. Yeah. Um, because Kieran has not gone to speak to her. And that's when Kieran breaks up with her. Um, and that's when Jess compares very... Kieran to yeah, a serial you... killer. <laughs> and rightly so. He was like, yeah, it's like he can't, he can barely handle. I see why he just cheated on Renee instead of trying to break up with her. He clearly doesn't like doing this, even though he no. puts himself in this situation. He's like, uh, I just think um, I have a spark with Kiki and I'm going to explore that and I want to stay friends. Yes. I'm sorry, but you don't get to stay friends with people that you fuck around. No. <laughs> That's not how things work. 
Um, People love to stay friends after they've um, broken your heart. Um, then Jess asks Alex on a date and Kira <laughs> is in the editing staring like she will kill somebody. Well, actually, that's the one part I thought was quite genuine because you see it happening in the foreground. Yeah. You see them talking. You're like, Alex, I'm going to take you. And it's just a single shot of just her realizing what's going on. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It is funny. <laughs> um, then, we, then we have fun editing of Mary trying on infinity outfits to get ready for a <laughs> date and saying, she's like, I love fashion. Is... And to cut with Connor just sitting on his bed. <laughs> I get like a serial killer as well, kind of just staring at the wall. Yeah. I wonder how long is in between the time you get told you're going on a date and the actual date. I assume like a few hours because yeah. you have to have time to get ready and stuff. And Maybe for the an boys, hour. that means nothing. For the girls, that means hair and makeup and complete outfit changes. And they probably have to sit in their room so they're not so they're not in the rest of the because they'll they'll probably if something happens while they're getting ready for the date they'll edit it like it's happening while they're on the date. Yeah. So he's just bored in his room. I wonder if they have aircons in those little berets because I assume it's really hot where they are. Yeah, there's probably air conditioner. Because yeah, that would be good. Because if you're wearing bikinis outside all day. It would have to be warm enough to warrant that. God, I wish I was in Fiji. Yeah. I want to go to Fiji. Would be nice. Although, isn't there an, a pretty bad outbreak there at the moment as well? well? Yeah, I don't think it's possible for me to actually go to Fiji at the moment. I mean I mean this in a non-international um, disaster situation. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, see. I, I, mean, I wish I was in Fiji and there was no um, pandemic. <laughs> ah oh okay uh, i see i see i see <laughs> um i just want to say there's a really cool shot of a bird um that happened on screen at this point in the episode a cool big brown bird um just standing in the water i think it's important to appreciate um the editors oh the editing in this is great i love i love the editing i love the lizards i love in last night's episode, they had a great goose and a peacock. The goose had its eyes all, like, sceptical. Nice. Fuck that yeah. That was good. So, good work. Um. Anyway, <laughs> they, um, meanwhile, while the date's happening or something, um, some of the other people are playing Truth or Dare Jenga. Um, mm-hmm. And Jamie did a dare, and his <laughs> dare was he had to go over to Kieran and kiss him on the cheek and say, you've got my rose tonight. And then everybody laughed and Kieran was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) And then Jamie went for like a skinny dip as well. Yeah, and then they they hid his clothes when he came back up. (laughs) Yeah, and then everybody was like, oh, yuck, Jamie's yuck. Like a few people were like saying yuck about seeing Jamie naked. And I was like, listen, the thing that's not great about Jamie is not his body. No, he's got a good body. I was like, this is the best he's ever looked. (laughs) Yeah. He's, I, I do think it's funny that his face never shows any emotion. <laughs> it is very funny. But, um, yeah, he's suing the show or something. Did you see that? What? No. Apparently, Jamie's suing Channel 10. Why? Um, I, I think because of how he's been portrayed. But let me do a quick Google. Um, yeah, Please. I think Jamie suing Channel 10. I probably should have prepared this beforehand because I knew beforehand because somebody messaged us immediately. Um, um, to let us. Well, know. you're doing a good job filling time. Thank you. He said, uh, "He said he's Jamie is 
has revealed he's commencing legal action against the show's producer, Warner Brothers and Network 10. Um, apparently he made the announcement on social media. This is not the news I wanted to post, but I feel I owe this to at least my family, friends, and also fans of The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. After lengthy consideration, I've decided to begin legal proceedings against Network 10 and Warner Brothers Australia. Jamie finished the statement by writing, I'm not going to comment on this any further for the time being and would appreciate it if people would respect my privacy. I guess, I guess it would have to be for how he's been, like portrayed portrayed or like treated on set maybe yeah oh because apparently somebody else messaged me this to (laughs) tell us about bachelor goss but apparently that night when jamie walked out of camp like when he walked up to the hotel resort or whatever apparently he actually left the resort and was like the producers couldn't find him and he was found at a local bus stop oh wow is that what they meant by two k's He'd like yeah. actually walked to a bus I think, stop. Yeah, I think he'd yeah he'd walk to a bus stop. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Ooh. I feel bad for him a bit, but also I don't because of some of his behaviour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, which we will get into. Yes. Um, Mary and Connor are hanging in a little hammock. Um, <laughs> they're clearly something good's gonna happen here. They say they're both looking to settle down. They're not. They're not. They're not here to fuck spiders, if you know what I mean. And then they reveal that Mary has a child. Did we know this? I don't know because I don't I don't think she got far enough along in her bachelor season to tell Matt that information. Yeah, she has a daughter, which yeah. is cute. Yeah, that's um, nice. And he clearly has no – he clearly thinks that's cool and they kiss. It's very nice. Yeah. I think it's probably very hard to date as a single mother. Oh, I think it will be so hard. Uh, yeah. yeah. But Connor says he's okay and he's from a blended family and isn't deterred at all. So that's nice. Because if he... like Blended he, family. I've never heard that term before. Haven't you? No. Oh. It's cute. Like yeah, it. it is cute. Yeah, he said he he thinks the, like the stepfather role is a really important role. And so that's like, oh, you actually... You're not just saying it because of like the cameras or whatever. Like, I think when you say stuff like that, it's more than just be like, yeah, I'm all right. She's got a kid or whatever. It's like, oh, no, you're genuinely thinking about the responsibility of it. You love yeah. Mary. <laughs> like, heaps, Connor. Settle down. Oh, my God. You're in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. It is cute. very cute. Um, I like that. That's sweet. Uh, Kira is mad that Jess didn't ask her before she took Alex on a date. Um... What are you talking about, Kira? You're the one who was joking to Kieran about like, oh, everyone takes roses so seriously and, you know, what if like we were soulmates but you're already hooked up with this person and so we can't date. You're the one who said that people take things too seriously. Chill out, yeah. brother. And Alex says that he's 50-50 on Kira and Jess. He tells Jess that because they're having a nice time on their date. That is, um, um, that's, I mean, it's nice that he's just upfront with her about it. Um hmm. But, yeah, you know, I'm still sad. <laughs> uh, and Jamie announces he's he's never done a cocktail party without Tim. So he says, hopefully no tears because Tim yes. is gone. The, okay. I think Jamie definitely has, like, he definitely needs support of people around him all the time. Yep. Um, this is when I wrote down, uh, because he was really sad about it, that 
I think I may write an erotic fan fiction about Jamie and Tim. <laughs> I think you absolutely should. I think that will be funny. <laughs> um, I think it will be fun to write. I just think that obviously the title of the erotic fan fiction would be called Big Sexy. Um <laughs> Because you cannot, I don't think, you cannot call your friend Big Sexy. That's insane. <laughs> like when you run at them and shout, Big Sexy's back, Big Sexy's back. It's, it's, it's such a great dynamic. It's, I, it is, it is, it's rich. I love it. It's like a little brother and big brother. It's very and strange. You want, and that's erotic to you. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I uh, just want to clear that up. Uh, so they're stepbrothers, okay? Yeah, um, it's fine. They're not related. Like that, they're not blood. It's really relatives. popular porn sections where everyone's step-related. <laughs> yeah, you're all perverts. Um, um, Jamie has butterflies for Eleanor, and Eleanor is wearing that red jumpsuit again. We remember which, this red jumpsuit. You cannot forget the red jumpsuit once you see the red jumpsuit. She's back in it and striking as ever. Yes. Um, and but Jamie has promised Brittany his rose. Yes. And then he, he says to Eleanor, you're too intelligent to be here. You're such a special girl. You have to stay here. Which is like you just said you just said you're too intelligent to be here and then you have <laughs> to stay here one line apart. I don't um, know if she's too intelligent to be there, but I do think she's not the right type of person to find We've talked about this before, but she's definitely not the type of person to be there. No, she's not. Helen is not going to fall in love in six weeks. No, she is. Maybe that's like why a she's a sapiosexual. Yes, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Um, everyone from the date walks back in, and Alex no, walks- wait, you didn't what? show. This. Okay, the I'm. Eleanor's- I'm going to marry these editors. Okay, um, I'm going to marry them all. Going to have a polyamorous relationship. I'm going to go get the laws changed so that I can marry <laughs> all the editors at once because I think poly marriage is the next, uh, uh, you know, marriage rights <laughs> issue of our generation, and I'm going to do it because they showed Jamie talking to Eleanor. I didn't even really keep track of what he said. I mean, he was just like rambling. But they decided the way to present this was to sort of, you know, grey the screen out a bit and then show in like what I can only describe as like Star Wars font what he was saying. Like that that at the end of at the start of every Star Wars movie where they do that intro with the text that's like floating like towards the back yeah. of the screen, they did that. And I don't know why they did that, but I'm so happy that they did because I lost my fucking mind. It doesn't make – it wasn't like he was telling a story. He was just saying how he felt. (laughs) There was no reason for it to be like a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) I think they were just trying to make it so boring. (laughs) To make it seem like Jamie's more boring than he is. But he is – yeah, and <laughs> and then it cuts straight from that to Eleanor just talking about how draining Jamie is, <laughs> which is also funny. <laughs> so um, the, then after that, the double date do get back, um, and Alex pulls Kira aside and talks about how he likes how when they're alone she's calm, but in a crowd she starts redlining. Yes, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I'm not going to change who I am. I mean, I'm not." You know, that was like a tense situation and I, you know, I I don't always fight people. 
I don't like when people think that um, maybe a bad trait that they have is changing their personality because it's not. Like working on things that you struggle with, um, Mm. like that, like... Go like getting really angry and attacking people in public situations. That's not a personality trait. That's like <laughs> um, a way you have learned to deal with things, and you can teach yourself not to do that, or like yeah. work on coping things so that you You're right. can stop doing that. That's not a personality trait, Kira. <laughs> she loves to talk personality traits. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, she does. She basically says she's not always like that, and that yeah. that was like not a good situation, essentially. But I feel like he's trying to get an answer out of her, being like, "I'll change," and like that's not gonna happen. No. Um, and then Kira starts to talk to Alex about how um, how Kieran would feel if he started dating Jess to try and get him to move off Jess. Yeah, which is maybe a good tactic. Yeah, that, I not mean, a, not yeah. a very, not a very honourable tactic. No, and if you want to stay in paradise for a rose, I guess, um, I guess that's what you've got to do. Maybe well, all's fair in love and war, Danielle. That's true. That's what they say. That's, I, I heard that in um, uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. That's where that's from, I believe. Is it? Oh, it's good <laughs> to know that you can quote <laughs> things so well. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's the rose ceremony. Um, Connor gives his rose to Mary. Glenn gives his rose to Alicia. Gilly gives his rose to Renee. Kieran to Kiki. Jamie to Brittany. Naranga to Cass. And I've put some angry emojis here because yes. I wanted Cass to leave. And then Alex to Kira. Kira. Meaning that Jess and Eleanor are gone. <clears throat> yes. Eleanor right. being the one that Jamie was like romantically interested in, but he promised his rose to Brittany. Also, I feel like he knew that. Eleanor had absolutely no interest in him. Yeah, at he all. would have to know. Yeah. Um, and Jess says Kiki should be careful with Kieran in her life. Absolutely. Yes. You cannot trust that man. That's like, all, okay, it's been like six days or something. I don't know how mm. long they've been in there for. And he was trying to get with Cass. Cass didn't kiss him, got with Abby, then ditched Abby for the moment Jess, the moment Jess walked in, then ditched Jess for Kiki the moment she walked in. It's like that's But also a- slept in Renee's bed. Yes. <laughs> Those are not that's not a man who cares about people's feelings. Yeah, and I feel like Kiki's like, ha, uh, I win. And it's like, yeah, for the next thirty six hours you win, yeah. I guess. And also like as much as like, yes, these people haven't a lot of them probably haven't formed proper relationships or feelings for these people because they might have only spent a few days together or whatever. It still doesn't mean that you treat people the way he's treating people. Absolutely. Like, he's not treating people with respect, no matter whether no. they have feelings or not. Because he could have been honest with Jess from the start, yeah. but he wasn't. He clearly wasn't. He was like, I think he likes being romantic with girls. Like he yeah. enjoys that. He enjoys the feeling of like the intimacy of that. But without actually wanting to like sincerely date them, yeah, which is yeah, I think terrible combination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, episode seven uh starts and Jamie is getting a fake tan from Kira. Uh huh. Um, and then Jamie says he wants a man to walk in and blow Britney's socks off. Rainbow Very noble socks. of him. Rainbow socks. Oh, yeah, um, he gave Angie rainbow socks, huh? Yes, he's, he's really referencing himself. 
Um, That's how you become a meme, man. I respect the hustle. That, that is funny. Um, and then Renee w- wants Matt from Angie season to walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Renee knows him. Matt is the dirt bike guy from Angie season. I remember thinking he seemed sweet um, he, in Angie season. was. I feel like he, he was one of the people who had a go at that Jess guy. You remember that guy, Jess, yeah, who was really misogynistic was, and weird? And I feel like Matt is one of the ones that was like, fuck calm you. Down, stop it. Yeah, I think he is the only one who went in, really. No, nah, no, nah, there were a few. There was at I least think, one other guy whose face I remember, whose name I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. The one who was guy. like, I would have kissed him. And then the guy was like, I bloody hope. He was like, I would have kissed her. And he was like, I bloody hope not. That yeah. guy. That was a different guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember everything. That now happened. we've established <laughs> what this man, whose name I don't remember, uh, said. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, so Jackson walks in. Pie man. Um, and Renee is disappointed. It's Pie Man, everyone. Remember, this is the guy. His family owns a pie shop. That is basically all we know about him. Pies, pies, pies. All the time with this man, pies. Honestly, you would have fallen in love with him because if I, if there's one thing I know about you, Naomi, it's that you <laughs> love a pie. I love a fucking meat pie. Honestly, I would have... If I was if I was the bachelorette and a man came up with a meat pie, I would be like, I would take a bite. But um, we can't judge Angie for that because she's a vegetarian celiac. Yes. I think out of... I reckon 90% of the meals I've seen you eat is pies. That's not true. I think 90%. it's true. 90%. Yeah, because remember maybe when Maybe like I, 40%. Remember when I come <laughs> to <still> your, <laughs> your other house and sometimes I'd be like, do you want me to get anything from the shops? And you'd be like, can you get me some pies? Yeah, you did get me pies one time. That's you just then, caught me in a downswing where I was eating a lot of pies. I okay. haven't had a pie in ages. <laughs> okay. It was a pie downswing. I'm kind of I'm on my um, McCain's <laughs> pizzas. At the, <laughs> I'm not in a downswing at the moment, but I keep them in there in an emergency because if I can't be fucked cooking, then I'm fucked. But mm. luckily, Mark's been making me a lot of food. So, but that's good. Anyway, I haven't had a pie in a while. I keep on drinking kombucha at the moment. Okay. I don't know what it is. I, I tell you, I've been eating. F- you you spin this narrative about how 90% of the meals you've seen me eat is pies and then you go on, I've been drinking a lot of kombucha. I don't think kombucha, the amount I've been drinking, is good for you. Oh. <laughs> I, it's just the more the better, right? What yeah. is it? Is kombucha living or something? Yeah, I think it's got, I don't know, I think it's got stuff in it. I don't really know. I just get this, <laughs> I just get this one that's called like cherry flavor and it's tasty. Oh. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Pie Man's here. Yes, he's here. And Jamie's Jamie, fucking stoked. Yes, he screams and runs and picks him up. Oh. Um, um, and then we see Naranga step in front. He's They're like introducing him to all the women and Naranga steps in front of Cass. Um, you know, a bit of a joke. And then Kieran picks up Cass because Kieran loves tiny women. He loves to pick him up and just puts him in front of Jackson. Puts her in front of Jackson. Yeah, I would be annoyed. Like, like you said, people picking you up just because you're small is not, is not fun. Yeah, but I think Cass likes the attention, so I don't think she would mind. Yeah. Um, Jamie says Jackson is one of his best friends, and he went to his dad's fiftieth quite recently, just to <laughs> prove that they are indeed friends. Which is so funny because that's only ten years older than Jamie. <laughs> yeah. That is um, so funny. I had not thought about that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, he's closer to his dad's age. 
That's funny. That's like classic pie man would have a kid at like 25. Set up your pie business. Yeah. Have a son to carry on your pie business. Jamie, uh, they're all sitting around being like, who's hooked up? Who's like available? And Jamie's like being like, oh, this person's with this person's, this person's with this person's. Brittany's with me. Excuse me? Pardon? Excuse me? What did you just say? You have been saying that Brittany is just a friend. And I'd love for some guy to come in here and sweep her off her feet. Oh, my God, there's nothing I'd want more for Brittany. She's so important to me. Oh, she's such a good friend. Now he's calling dibs. Yes, and it's not fair. And so Brittany walks over and asks Jackson for a chat. And then well, she tells... Well, Kira, Kira tells Brittany that Jackson would, like... <laughs> Brittany's like, do you think he'd like me? And Kira's like, yeah, I think he would want a confident girl. And tells her to go over there. And then just says, just don't do the conga on the way. <laughs> I think Kira is a genuine friend to Brittany. <laughs> she wants the best for her. Um, yeah. So they have a they have a chat. Uh, Brittany also does a callback does to she? her last season. What did she? So say? he's like, "Have you had any connections with anyone other than like? Have you been talking to anyone other than Jamie?" And she's like, "Oh, well, Jamie and I are just friends. Um, and other than that, nah, just the tree." Do you remember yeah. the tree from last year? She yeah, I do remember the tree. Me and the tree. Yeah, she pointed out the tree too. She said, one. same tree. It's the same tree. <laughs> um, um, so J- Jamie sees that they're having a chat and starts freaking out that yeah. he's not going to have a rose um, and just starts trying to tell people that Cass and Jackson are more suited and everybody's like, he's a party boy, she doesn't drink. He owns a pie business. She's a vegan. <laughs> He's 25. She's 34. Perfect match, brother. Also, sorry, I'm annoyed about this because Cass keeps on going on about age, 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 age. But she's willing to go after Jackson, but not mm. Scott, who is older. But she just wants what other... I think she's like one of those people who just wants to be wanted over other people. Absolutely. So like, it's happened she wants too to many steal times man. for... To be a coincidence. Like she just sees that someone else wants something and then if it's someone that she deems herself to be better than, yeah. correctly or incorrectly, she'll go after them. Like it happened with Abby and yeah. now it's happening with Brittany. Like do you remember Abby was talking to Jake as well and then Cass is like, nah, yeah. not on my watch. Rude. Whatever. What a loser. <sighs> anyway, um, then Matt comes in. Yes. He's got a date card. He picks Renee immediately. He doesn't even, he's not like Kiki. He doesn't pretend. No. And um, Kieran says that he should have talked to him first because of bro code. Yeah. Um, As if Kieran is Renee's dad or something. Uh, And Renee is like a 14-year-old girl. It's so fucking stupid. It's so strange. It's a dating show. People go on there to date. Almost all of these men are your friend because they're yeah. all from your season. Yeah. Fuck off with your bro code. How many of Renee's friends have you dated? Like, she's already said this before. Like, it's he's always gone after my friends. Yeah. But that's different for some reason. It's so weird. It's so weird. I do like, though, that then they have a talking head of Alicia, which is clearly there to explain in easy-to-understand terms to Australia why what Kieran's doing is wrong. <laughs> Alicia is just like uh, he's he's treating people like property, which is <laughs> a, the best way to describe it for other people to understand. Because I swear, so many people would watch it and be like, "That is fucking shit of of Matt to do that." And it's like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? 
Well, that's, and there are like different situations. Like we complained about Cass doing it, but that was, Renee was the one who got broken up with. Yes. Which I think makes a difference because like they could still be hurt by that. She also got cheated on by him. Yes. By a friend or, you know, he has a pattern of going after her friends and it only happened like a month ago. And also they're close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like, I guess, well, if Matt and Kieran are close friends, I don't know. It's like if you're the one who broke up with them, you can't, maybe you can be a little bit insecure and in your feelings a bit, whatever. You can't change how you feel. But don't be pissed off and be like fucking bro-code, this guy's a dog. Shut up. Yeah. Also, the moment Kieran came in, he started trying to hook up with Cass then hook up with Jess, who Jess is friends with Renee. Like, d- was was he looking down on Jess for doing that when he was trying to coax her into it? No. Exactly. And then he's they're standing in a circle and he's like, oh, yeah, top mate, top mate. And then Alicia goes, Jess was a top mate to Renee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kiki says, Kiki says to Kieran uh, at some point in a group situation, I reckon Renee and Matt will be a good couple. And then Kieran gets so pissed and just starts ranting. And then I just felt like, why the fuck is Kiki putting up with this? If I was Kiki, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Why do you k- stop this? I You're supposedly supposed to be putting me as your like date priority or whatever. How do you think it makes me feel? Exactly. Apparently, Renee has been like asking you, is there a chance we could get back together? And you've had to tell her no. But then she's with someone else on a date. They're not like, it's not like they're having babies. Um, Yeah. Chill out. And then Kira tells him to move on. This is Kira doing what she does best. She's, even though she's friends with Kieran, she's like, you being fucking idiot. That's good. And then we go to to the Matt and Renee date. Uh, Matt says he likes her and... He, he's liked her since he first met her in Bali or wherever they were. But, like, obviously she was with Kieran at the time. But mm-hmm. she feels really – they feel really comfortable together. And then they smooch. And that's nice. They do genuinely seem to – I think they do seem like a sweet couple. They seem quite nice yeah, together. I especially mean, if they already I don't have watch them, that bit of connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll just be one of those couples that's just to the side for the whole thing. <laughs> Good on them. Um – and then uh, Osher announces there's going to be a Bula banquet about bro code and girl code. How old are these people? Like, you're too old to be. If you're past the age yeah. of, like, 19, you should not be talking in these childish terms. It's so stupid. Also, he had to explain what the Bula banquet meant because he tried to give it a shit name before his, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And then <laughs> had to say, or... Why is bro code ah. different to girl code? Just say why is bro code different to girl code. Don't say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> you can't use metaphors with these people. No. They're freaking idiots. Um, um, obviously, Tim's away at this time. So, uh, luckily, we have Kira here to replace Tim in his absence at the Bula Banquet. Renee and Matt get back and Kira is immediately like, did you guys kiss? <laughs> and they did yes um and then the question that comes out of the little bula box or whatever it is is what's girl code and what's bro code um and mary says i don't believe in girl code and essentially explains the concept of having morals yes <laughs> and then um the dudes explain that bro code is like about having respect for your mates and like your close mates and your brothers and uh you know stupid ass boys it's like integrity and- yeah, it's inte- Kieran says integrity goes amiss these days. Oh, does uh, it? <laughs> and then Matt is like, obviously this is about me and Renee. Um, 
you know, it's, I think it's fine. It's, you're not together. Uh, so it's not your business. Yeah. And, and says that he should have spoken to him. It's so stupid. He also explains that like, you know, if it was uh, like, yes, sure. Maybe if, 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 you know, if it was a close friend or family member, yes, you, you shouldn't do it. But him and Kieran have only known each other three months. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that much. Also, there was a shot of Kieran before saying, like, he's obviously been, like, crying or something. Like, he's, he's a bit upset. Mm. And he says, also, like, Renee's into blondes anyway. So, <laughs> she told me she was into blondes. He's clear. It's so weird. He clearly like thinks he has ownership over women. He's so it's, jealous. You're willing to like drop her so fast to the point where you'd rather cheat on her than just break up with her. That's yeah, so immature. And now you're like mad that she. It's oh god. He like, also clearly just is up. also uh, another person who wants what they can't have. So oh, the moment absolutely. she's with somebody else, he's like, "That's that's mine. I, uh, that's mine. You can't have her. That's mine." Yeah, he just likes having the one up on people because yeah. now if Renee's interested in someone else, that means she's not pining after him. Yeah, and he sees himself as less than, and then he has to get mad about it. And he's sorry, been I making... keep looking out the window because there's a cool looking pigeon outside. You're into birds recently. You're going to do bird watching. It's you... like got um, you know, like a bit of a soft pink, like a belly, and then it's got these black and white dots on its neck. It looks so cool. Yeah, take a photo. I'll take a little. Photo. Take a little photo. Um. Okay, I'm going to keep talking while um, Naomi's do- doing the photo at the window. I'm looking at the birds. Um, so, um, Matt, Kieran asks, uh, Matt, yeah, Kieran asks Matt, what would you think if Kieran took your ex out on a date? And Max says, Matt says, she's an ex for a reason. And he says he has no say over what she does, which is really <laughs> the thing that all the boys are forgetting. The they don't Feminist have a say over king. what women do. <laughs> women can make their own choices. Okay, this man needs to be the prime minister. <laughs> um, uh, Cass speaks sense for once here. She says, it's a dating show. Yeah. We're all here to date. You can't be pissed off at people for dating. <laughs> no. Um, Boy. It's so annoying. I don't understand all these boys not understanding the concept of the show. The concept of the show is to get Instagram followers, Danielle, yeah. and oh. to fuck each other. Also, it's very hard to not dog the boys when all the boys are <laughs> from the same season. <laughs> it is almost impossible not to dog the boys. It's so hard. Um, and the next question is, has your rose decision been influenced by friends or are you giving friendship roses? And Glenn mm-hmm. says, no, he likes Alicia. And then they have a cute Ooh. little moment. And then Connor says, he likes Mary. And then they have a cute Ooh. little moment. And then Jamie tries to make it seem like he likes Brittany again. Like him and Brittany are a thing again. And then Alicia tries to tell Jamie why what he said was wrong. (laughs) By, you know, sort of making it seem like he and Jamie are... That Brittany and Jamie are an item in front of Jackson and ruining Brittany's chances because Jackson doesn't understand their dynamic or what's going on. Yeah, and Brittany keeps trying to add, like, as friends, because, like, I can't imagine Paradise without you. You're so funny, like, giving her hugs and stuff. And she's like, as friends, as friends. Even Gilly gets mad. I like Gilly. I mean, he's a clean skin. We don't know much about him. But he gets fucked up about this. He seems lovely when he's standing up for Brittany. And he said, you know, like, Jamie should be putting in a good word for Garlo, who's Jackson. Um, And Jamie says he doesn't 
he doesn't want to put in a good word. Why should he do that? That's going to ruin his chance of getting a rose. Yeah. Which is so disgusting. Yeah, it's just exactly the opposite of what he said. That's the opposite of friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's fucking rude. And it's not because he's like, it's, it's not like Kieran. It's not like, oh, I, I don't want her, but I don't want anyone else to want her. He's like, he's just purely like, if Brittany is happy and finds someone, then I have to go home. Yeah. It's fucking rude. It's very rude. Um, then <sighs> Jackson takes Brittany for a chat and Jamie is upset because nobody has asked him how he's feeling. <laughs> uh, because he's upset without Tim. And he's and then he's sitting on like a, a lounge chair beside the pool with Brit and he's just talking about how upset he is without Tim and how much he loves Eleanor. And then it, it like did another one of those Star Warsy things, I think. They did it again. And yes. One of them said I, I popped my nuts over her, eh? What? It said I it said I popped my nuts over her. What the fuck does that mean? I think it means I I have blue balls for her or something. Like, I think that's what it means. Oh, God. Or like he masturbate. I don't know what it means. Can somebody tell us what I popped my nuts over her means? I think I know what it means, but I just want to confirm. Christ. That it doesn't I was mean too busy just... laughing at the Star Wars thing again. I just, yeah. they have fun. They know how to have fun, you know? They do know how to have fun. I reckon this has, like, got different editors to the regular show. I reckon this is, like, a Absolutely. young... Absolutely. It's like a young, cool team of editors and then the other editors are like, I don't know, boring old people. Yeah, this is like the one where maybe they like the, they give them to like develop, but it's not it's not considered like as high stakes as like The Bachelor or something. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something, but we can talk about it. Oh, we can just talk about it now. I was just going to say the new Bachelorette being cast is Ellie and Ellie's sister. Which, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What is this? Danielle, I'm so mad. What? Okay, so Ellie. Ellie will remember from Matt Agnew season. Everyone got mad when Matt sent Ellie home before Abby because they were like, how dare you do that? Ellie is a perfect Virgin Mary and Abby is a whore. Based Abby, on absolutely nothing. Abby <laughs> is there for Instagram when uh, Ellie already had an Instagram following before the show. And an Instagram aesthetic too. Remember yeah. that? She, she was like clearly working on it, which is fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, I remember everyone like this. It was Ellie that had Abby. Not It wasn't her fault, but uh, their altercations that really painted Abby as the villain. And I remember like Ellie got a card. She got a date card or something and she could have taken it. But then she gave it to Abby and then she like got really upset that she gave it to Abby or something. Yeah, that's not Abby's fault. Abby was playing was, the game. Well, it was like a- Ellie actually initially stole the date card or something. It was sitting on the table. I can't remember. But I remember us being annoyed that it was like Ellie yeah. was being painted as nice and Abby was being painted as mean when really Ellie was the one who did the rude thing by like stealing it or whatever. Um, but anyway, whatever. Regardless of all that, Ellie seems fine. Like she just seems like a normal girl. I don't... She yeah. Is, oh, she had all the Aussie mannerisms, didn't she? Yeah. Why do they keep fucking pushing that? Stop those people. I don't. Anyway, it's her and her sister are both the Bachelorettes. Ellie's 25. Her sister is 30. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. It's all going to be like 19-year-olds, right? Like. Well, what? I think they're usually like at least 23. Okay, well, that's good at least. But I just don't understand. I don't think having two people 
is gonna like I'm it takes me so long to connect to any one person in this show and usually you're never connecting to whoever is the bachelor or the bachelorette I feel like I feel like most of the time they're the boring ones in the show well I feel like most of the time the men are the boring ones that's true but yeah so I do find myself connecting to the bachelorette more well like Georgia Love and like Sophie Monk but uh I what if they like the same guy I would never want to go into like a group dating scenario with my sister. Yeah, I think it would be because also imagine if you liked a guy, but he doesn't like you. He likes your sister more. Oh, or like oh. he's trying to fob you off for your sister. Oh, fuck! Actually, that would if me and my sister didn't have um, long term partners. I actually think that would be a good TV show because we're polar opposites. Yeah, that's true. You would hate any of the men that your sister likes. <laughs> yeah, and they would hate me. <laughs> And most of them would be on The Bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, whatever. That's We can talk about that more as a... Oh, I don't yeah. understand it. Um, okay, so cut back. Um, Jackson and Brittany seem to be getting along. Yes. Jackson says they have a lot in common. They're a couple of hedonists. And um, now Cass sees this and decides that she wants to be with Jackson. Yes, because somebody else is talking them. with Jackson. Before, she seemingly showed no interest towards Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's. we've got a little screenshot of her saying, how do I get dicked? And then, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, Naranga's there. He's he's pretty keen. Oh, she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to fuck a guy because he wants to fuck her. I probably, if I knew a guy like me and I didn't like him back, I probably wouldn't ask for foot rubs. Yeah, I think. That's one thing that she could improve upon, I would say. I think it's definitely leading somebody on when you are letting them do stuff like that and then also saying stuff like this is how I I got my first boyfriend just out of his pure persistence Mm -hmm. it does make people think oh okay if I keep doing this she's saying there is a light at the end of the tunnel yeah anyway and then um cut to Jamie who's now talking about Megan Marks for some reason he has decided that Megan Marks is now his soulmate. Uh, I think they, they, they ran into each other at an event a few days before coming on the show. Uh, and Megan Marks is Jake's ex-girlfriend who we've talked about before. There's no indication that she's ever coming on the show this no. season. Um, and then he tries to tell the boys. The boys start laughing because he's had this conversation about almost every girl here, apart yes. from Brittany, who's the only one who's shown any actual interest in him because I think that turns him off for some reason. Yeah. And then um, he says that she seemed interested and they were like, how do you know? And he said, via texts and body contact. And <laughs> then Alicia that. says, what do you mean by body contact? And <laughs> then Jamie says he can't say he's mic'd and then walks away. Ah! <laughs> we saw each other in a cafe and uh, she gave me a hand job. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he thought. Does he? Th- I'm mic'd? Yeah, he said I'm mic'd. I feel like he wanted to say something, but then also maybe knew that if she saw that he said that they'd fucked, she would be like, uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> Why are you blatantly lying? <laughs> yeah, it's better to leave the mystery there because the truth is probably she was just like touching his arm or something. Yeah. Um. Um. Anyway, then we have new new entry, um, Scott27 from Angie Season Enters. And Jamie is upset because there's more competition um, for mm-hmm. Jamie's rose. Not Brittany's rose. He says Jamie's rose. 
He deserves the rose. <laughs> For seemingly no reason. Scott is wearing a shirt with avocados on it. And Jamie goes to make a joke to Brittany about Ivan, I think. Yes. Which is Ivan being the man who tried to blend two avocados unpeeled um, and with the seeds still in them. Yes. Um, which was very funny now that I'm thinking about it again. <laughs> um, but obviously Ivan is the one that dropped um, Brittany as soon as Sunil walked in last season and um, made her feel like absolute shit. So Jamie thought, I'm going to go make a joke to Brittany. And they said, don't do that. Don't do that. So I'm yeah. glad someone stopped him because that would have been Just, really rude. Yes. Uh, um, and they tell Cass that he's 33. Funny bit. <laughs> and she's really excited and it takes a few minutes into the conversation before she realizes he's actually 27. Yes. She says, Cass says she usually goes for older guys because she can talk to them on more of an intellectual level. Um, which is funny because then she goes for Jackson who's younger than Scott. And I would say not an intellectual. No, not at all. He like he's a party boy. He likes He's a pie man. Yeah. He likes parties, he likes pies. Um and Cass has never had a drink in her life, which I didn't I I didn't realise that. I thought it was like a yoga choice, you know, like when you get older, you're like, I'm not gonna drink anymore. But um she's it's never one had of those a drink. Things ever. Where you just like you've never done it and then it just becomes like an interesting thing to say you've never done it, so you just keep it up because there's no reason to start. Yeah. That's well, like I've never taken a drag of a cigarette. Haven't you? So no, never in my life. Oh and my uh, and uh, I remember I was working at like my part time job when I was in like year eleven, and this girl in year twelve, I told her that, and she looked at me and she goes, "You will." <laughs> and I was like, "I really don't think I will." And she goes, "Trust me, you will." That's funny. Anyway, girl whose name I can't remember, I still haven't. <laughs> That's funny. I have only like once or twice to my friend said I had to do it to learn how to smoke so I could smoke a joint um and then I did it and I didn't like it because it burnt my throat (laughs) and then I didn't and if I want to do it now I have a brownie and edit edible brownie and that's good there we go you can eat it instead oh yeah yeah that's much better much better I don't know joints are so stupid so gross why you you don't have to and you smell bad? Yeah. Anyway. Oh my god. I don't sorry. Me and Joe went for a walk this morning and we think maybe at the local park somebody had planted weed or something and then I don't know, maybe they burnt oh. it out because it smelled like weed for like like a kilometer. Like oh. really, really over the top. Um you should have gone and got some. Well, I just kidding, police. <laughs> Um, okay, Jamie tells Jackson to go to talk to more girls because Jackson has talked to Brittany and Jamie doesn't like this. Um, and Jackson says, why are you telling me to do this? I'm happy talking to Brittany and Cass. Yeah, it's just going to reduce his time with the other Uh, Yeah, like, why would I do that? Um, and he says, Jamie says the reason he's doing this is because he cares about Brittany, so he doesn't want to see people rose shopping. Ugh. Shut up. Shut up. Shut Um, up, Jamie. Jackson then pulls Cass away from Scott for a date. And I've put a lot of angry emojis here. Yes. I think this is a waste of time. They have nothing in common. Just be with Brittany. Why can't we watch Brittany's have a love story? Yes. That's all Australia wants. Okay. If they don't make Brittany the next Bachelorette after Ellie. Actually, cancel Ellie and just make Brittany the Bachelorette. Make her the oh. Bachelorette. 
please. Oh my god! Imagine how good the TV would be. It would be Can the best. Imagine? Why do they shy away? Like I'm, like Ellie's nice, but like just in terms of like someone like Alicia or Abby or yes, Brittany. Like, wouldn't you want something in? Because they do that with the men. Like, yeah. They had Honey Badger. They had Richie. Like they put like the men. I guess I can't really say they had personalities, but they had um, the the uh, appearance of personalities. Yeah. <laughs> but with women, no, I guess that's not true. But no, Australia... They do have some women with a personality, but I just don't think people like Ali or Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ali as in the blonde... Ali... No, they're both but, blonde. The yeah. one two seasons ago. <laughs> yes. Um, they... I. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't like watching sweet, normal people on TV. I don't care about. Yeah. Also, Australia loves Britney. Like everybody loves Britney. It's good TV. She's great. She's sweet. She's also like. I think she's genuinely smart. Like I think. Yeah. I think she. Um. I think when she's in her like her manic state, she's just so excited and she's just speaking and it's just flowing out of her. But when she's actually like thinking and saying things, she she says them well. Yeah, she does. She's got so many good qualities. She's the best. I love her. Anyway, if you're listening, Brittany, we love you're you. Perfect. <laughs> um, Naranga says uh, it may be the coffin in the nail for him. Yes. <laughs> to see Cass and Jackson <laughs> go on a date, um, and then Jackson takes Cass away to massage her. Yes. I just don't like this. And Brittany is crying because uh, she is. She's just sick of this. She's excited about Jackson now. Anyway, she says, I don't want to be everyone's friend. Um, and then they're all sitting in a group afterwards and Cass is making jokes about um, how Naranga is now leaving because she has found someone she's interested in and mm. uh, says, like, ha-ha, don't leave anything behind, which is, like, very – it's very mean. For it's really who's mean. kept you here and has been, like, doting on you because he likes you. Like, you don't yeah. have to like him back, but you don't have to make, like, brutal jokes about yeah. him fucking off. Jesus. She's genuinely really mean to him. Yeah. Um, and then but, Naranga gets a date card just yes. to fuck with him. Um, and he decides uh, to take Brittany because... It's between Cass and Brittany. They're the only single people there now. And obviously he's not going to take Cass after what she just said. But yeah. Brittany does not like this. Um, and she is crying. She's very upset. She's yeah. had a bad day. She does not want to go on this date. Because yeah. obviously she knows that Naranga is only taking her because she's the only single girl left. Yeah. And he's been pursuing Cass and that hasn't worked out. So she's she feels like last choice essentially. Yeah. Yeah, she's sick of being everyone's second choice. And it's going to take away her time from Jackson. It's going to give Cass and Jackson time together. And I do feel sorry as well for Naranga as well because Cass has just been playing with him essentially, like Mm -hmm. sort of giving him false hope and then like putting him down. And now finally she said like absolutely not like, oh, there's another man here like, go away and now he's asked the only other person he really can on a date and she has said no and cried (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's unfortunate for everyone involved I guess blame this one on the producers I feel really sorry for both of them yeah anyway that's the end of episode seven episode eight (laughs) all right hang on I gotta pee episode eight yes 
we see Brittany and Naranga have a talk um, and she explains that she's upset because she feels like she's second choice and whatnot and they're obviously just friends so kind of feels like he's just trying to get the last available rose. Yeah. And he says he didn't want to make her feel that way. He's going to go ask Cass if he can take her on a date. I think Naranga just should have given Brittany the date card. Yeah. I mean, I think in hindsight, Naranga would have agreed. But I understand, like, he's gotten barely any airtime. Yeah. He should have gotten more because I think he's a bit funny and interesting and we've barely seen it. Um, anyway, he decides he's going to go ask Cass uh, as friends. She, and he's going to have a last crack, which I think that part is a waste of time. But, yeah. Don't um, do that. And Jamie asks Cass for her rose. And she says she's going to give it to Jackson. So, and th- no. Yes. And then and then Jamie cries, which is, I mean, it is funny to cry in front of somebody about that. Like, I understand being <laughs> sad, but I think it is, I can't tell sometimes if Jamie's being manipulative or whether he's genuinely always bubbling that close to the surface. He obviously is. Yeah. Um. And then Naranga asks Cass and says, you know, let's just go have a laugh. So that's under the premise of let's go have a laugh. Yes. And then they go to the date and they're doing like fire twirling or something. Um, and they keep like insulting each other in, you know, that like playful way. But it means. Where it's not actually playful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, your fire is about to go out. Ha, ha, ha. Because you can't get a date. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I think uh. genuinely Naranga is angry at this point. And I, he has every right to be. With how he's been treated. It's somewhere in the middle for me. Like, I I think that, I don't know. I think if you've made it clear to somebody that you don't want to be with them and they keep pursuing you, then that's, n- like, then it's, then it's like, then it's not okay that they're continuing to do that. But I think if you continue to, like, put somebody down but then show them hope but then put somebody down then show them hope, I feel like it's almost like negging and it's like playing with them and like I don't I feel like then they're confused and then you are just sort of fucking somebody around. Uh yeah, I agree. But I think at this point Cass has made it very obvious that nothing's gonna happen and Narango is still trying here. He's like, you know, tonight's the night. If something's gonna happen, I feel like it could. And it's like just just give up, bro. Just <laughs> like she's made it at this point. She definitely let him on, but at this point she has been extremely clear to the point of being rude. Yeah. That nothing's going to happen between them and he still gave it one last crack. And I think part of that is for a rose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, it just seems fucking unpleasant. Um, and then we see that Brittany has gone into Jackson's bureau and they are in there flirting, having a good time. Mm. Go, Brittany. Woo. Good work, Brittany. And then um, cut back to Naranga and Cass. Uh, he's like, usually I wouldn't put this much effort in or hang around for this long it's just because I'm really into you that's why I've done this and um Cass says it'd be wrong to continue giving friendship roses because she has interest in other men there and Naranga says respect goes both ways um and she's like what does that mean and he's like oh you know you ask for foot rubs or like you say stuff like you'll see Kieran getting Kiki a drink and then she'll say to him where's my drink which is just like using him as like a little slave well I don't Let's not use that word. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, like you using, yeah, like getting him to like do things for her like he's, like she's accepting his like courtship. I don't know how yeah. else to say that. That sounds like it's from this century. But 
it's uh, I don't know and then she's like we and then he like you know says that stuff as examples of like sort of that he's she's leading him on and then she goes you're picking at my personality again being mean to people is not a personality <laughs> you can work uh, on that <laughs> I don't know I still think it is um but <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'd think that and you wouldn't um no way to know <laughs> Anyway, it's unpleasant. I don't want to be here. I neither do either of they, either of them. Um. Anyway, we find out the next morning. Um. Brittany kissed Jackson. Yay! Also, Tim is back, which we know because Jamie yells "Big sexy!" <laughs> and they show a slow motion hug. Beautiful of them. So beautiful. Um. And uh, then um, Matt sits down with Tim and the rest of the guys, a couple of the other guys, to tell him about Renee. He knows Tim's going to be unhappy about it. And Tim is, yes, unhappy about it, calling him a snake. Keeps talking about snakes. He's pissed about um, just dating someone's ex. He says that's a no-go zone. Yes. Says you need to respect Kieran. What? (laughs) Kieran does not deserve respect no i mean what is like he to do in this situation where he likes this girl but this girl is with someone who does not respect her and treat her well so renee just loses out because these guys know each other yeah she likes him too it's it's like the feelings are reciprocated and they're probably more genuine than any feelings kieran has for any of the women he's been with (laughs) in this thing um tim tells kieran he's not gonna speak to matt when they get out um and that um, and then he says, then Tim says to Kieran, Renee and Matt never would have even met without you. Well, they would be on this show. <laughs> yeah. You dumb idiot. Like, absolutely not. They would have definitely met because everyone on these shows knows each other or at least knows of each other. Yeah. Idiot. Anyway, Tim, um, I just this bro code. It's so gross. It's so disgusting. The public has gone off of them. Let's talk about something nice. Connor takes Mary for a date. Uh, and he says, you know, I know dancing's really important to you. So why don't you teach me how to salsa dance? Yeah. And then she does. She teaches him how to salsa dance. And that's a she sweet says little. It's pretty much like having sex with someone, but with your clothes on. I would disagree, but I don't know because I'm not <laughs> good at dancing. Yeah, I wouldn't come to either of us for a salsa lesson. No. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he's they're talking about whatever, where they are, and Connor says, I definitely only have eyes for you. And Mary goes, ah! <laughs> As she does. And then they smooch. Um, and then they kiss again. That's really, I feel really happy for them. Yeah, that's They nice. seem like two normal people, you know? Yeah. They're not fuckheads. No. I mean, Mary could lose a bit of the calling every other woman a, a bitch, bitch <laughs> and making out like they're all succubuses. But uh, apart from that, now that she's secure and she has a man, I'm back on Mary. Yes. Um. Also, sorry, do you think there's also a tiny bit of, uh, I feel like, because Mary's a bit older and so is Cass and maybe that impacts the way they talk about other women because the younger women generally treat each other with respect and aren't super aggressive towards the other women. So maybe it could just be as as well like a product of 
being threatened by younger women. Yeah, I don't know. And also yeah, maybe. they were brought up in a different time as well. It doesn't different it time. doesn't <laughs> excuse their behaviour. They're not 75, but Danny. <laughs> was, I mean, the internet makes things evolve faster. We were talking about it before. <laughs> like teenagers now That's know way true. more than we did when we were teenagers. That's true. Um, and Cass, I mean, you know, she's basically middle-aged at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um <laughs> It's just a joke. Well, uh, what's the age of death? What's the most common age of death? Because for men or women, um, for women, let's Google what's classified as middle age in Australia, and let's find out how far away. What's okay? I'm gonna Google it. Um, um, <laughs> let's both Google <laughs> it at the same time. What? Well, uh, it's a I know tr- for women, it's longer. Okay, it's eighty-two and a half years. Okay, so but that is on average, so. Women would be further than that. So she's not middle-aged. Okay, so should I say 85? Um, 85. Yeah, why not? I'm going to guess. So uh, she's less than 10 years away from middle age. Bro, that is a dangerous game if you start talking like that. <laughs> we. <laughs> I do not think we should talk like that. <laughs> I was just, I don't know what I was doing there. Well, that's I see middle aged as like fifty. Yeah, I think I don't know what that's I see middle aged as. I see my mum as middle aged, but she is also fifty next year. So that Your is. Your mum's in her forties. She's forty nine. She just turned forty nine. Wow. Like a few days ago, I sent her a bottle of gin for her birthday. My favorite one. She's you know young. that one I made you try that she like spiced fig gin. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had you young. Yeah, she had me at twenty one. Holy shit. Yeah, I keep. I always think about it at the fact that, oh, like also, there's eight years between me and my sister, and between me and my sisters, and Mum had them at like twenty nine, which is like not that far away from where I am now, and I don't plan on having any Mm. children. I also definitely could not. I like the thought of having to take care of a child is like (laughs) so paralyzing. Far, like, I just can't imagine not being able to sleep when I want, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, even having a dog is, like, a shift in responsibilities. Like, you, like, especially when we were living in an apartment, like, you have to come home at the end of the night. You know, yeah. you have to make sure that the dog, like, you, you, there's just another, it's the same as having a partner, I think, is that, like, there's just <laughs> someone else in your head that you have to consider. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because if you're single, then you just do whatever you want. You don't even have to tell anybody what you're doing. Yeah. But then I think a child, a child would be like a million times that. Oh, or I'm sure. I hope there's no parents listening to this being like, "Are you comparing my child to your dog?" Well, no. I'll up that because I wanted to get an axolotl recently, and then I decided <laughs> that was too much for me to look after at the moment, for like the reward, you know. I just look at yeah. it sometimes and be like, "Oh, that's cute." Whereas, like, if I had a dog, the response, like, I think the responsibility versus payoff is so great for a dog, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, I was worried that I would be a bad dog owner because I don't like, like, going for walks and stuff. But it's just made me go outside more and be a better person. That's good. You know? It's yeah. not made me be, like, I feel guilty because I don't want to walk my dog. I'm just like, well, I have to walk my dog, so I'll just walk it, which I think is... Like, again, not comparing on a similar level, but when you have a baby, you just have you just have to do things. You just yeah. do it. You don't be like, ugh. I mean, maybe you do that, but you you still do it. You don't 
fuck it. Do you feel proud? Most people, I guess. Like, do you feel proud of Tazo when you take him for a walk? No, because what? he barks at everything. Oh, yeah. I used to feel so <laughs> proud when I took my dog Sarge for a walk. I'd like stand up straighter. He was, he was so I majestic. Really, I really have to work on his leash aggression because he, well, especially if things are flying at him, he gets intimidated and he barks. Yeah. And so he does that with um, like bikes and and people who are running past. Have I told you this story? No. And then I was taking him on a walk the other day and then a man was running past and I swear he's never done this before, but he like like went at him. Like he would never bite because he doesn't know how to attack, I think, but he just like sort of runs and bites. <laughs> but he like he like jumped at this man and put his front paws on the man and went and was on him. But because he's like a cavoodle, the man, <laughs> it's like it did not happen to him. He just kept going. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Anyway, no, I'm not proud of him at all. Um, <laughs> I love him. I love him. But he's so stupid. Uh, okay, where are we? Um, there's shots of Kieran giving Kiki a massage. Yes. And there's just so many shots of her ass. He's just oiling her up so much. I would say it is gratuitous. Ha- we did not need to see that many shots of her ass. Have you ever, I, like... It felt invasive. Also, I felt like, you know when you you get... Like a massage massage where they use the oil and stuff. Yeah. Um, that is honestly, I feel like it's so hard to get all the oil off. He's putting too much on. <laughs> He's not respecting her. <laughs> Once I had an, I had a massage. I, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I had a massage in, um, we went to Byron Bay for like some gigs or something. And me and another comic, we went and you got a two for one thing. You got to have um, your like tarot cards red um and then you got to get a massage so we did the two Are you talking about splendor in the grass no huh. i went for we did like road show in like coffs harbor and so we stopped at byron bay for a few hours in the afternoon anyway beautiful we i got the massage oh, f- first of all i got the tarot card reading done and they didn't even talk about me they just talked about Jono the whole time <laughs> telling me i was gonna write a book or something and i was like what about me what you want to talk about me though I'm I'm paying you. You'll make a great mother and wife. I'm not doing that. I might be a wife. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Um, But I, I, anyway, I got the massage and then they massaged the oil up into my hair. Yeah, I've had that before. I did that once and I went straight from there to a hairdresser because I was like, you know what? I might as well go get my hair washed and get a haircut. And then I won't look fucked right now. Yeah. And then I went, and then they were washing my hair and they were like, what have you, what, how, when's the last time you showered? <laughs> I, was like, I just got a massage. That's why it's so oily. I couldn't have done that. It took me, I can't believe you did that. That is honestly rude to those hairdressers. <laughs> what? It's just more shampoo. It's fine. Yeah. But I reckon I had to shampoo and condition, like shampoo, like five or six times to get all the oil out. But I do have like, I assume you still had your short hair at the time and I do have like extremely thick hair. Yeah, my hair's pretty fine. Which would be very, it's very hard to get out. I was very angry. Just like me. <laughs> Ow! <That's> fine. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we see Mar- Mary tells Cass. Cass says, like, obviously, she's like, I don't know who to choose. And then Mary's like, if you're still interested in Jackson, I mean, they're not, like, officially together or anything. I think you should go talk to him. Mary? And then, um, 
Mary goes over to Jackson and says, so what's the deal? And then he's like, I'm still open to both Brittany and Cass. Um, and then, and then. So in the show, after this, we see Cass talking to Brittany, asking her about how her and Jackson kissed and um, Cass saying, oh, I'm not going to give my rose to Jackson. I'm not going to intervene. I'm going to give my rose to Scott. Yes. But there's no way of us to know if these things didn't happen the other way around because when Cass was talking to Mary, she said, oh, they kissed. I don't want to intervene. And then Mary talked her out of it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give Cass the benefit of the doubt here and say that she didn't say, okay, I'm open to Jackson, and then immediately say to Brittany, no, definitely not. I mean, she still promised Brittany, no, definitely not, and then changed her mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's quite as monstrous as they're making it out. Who knows? Either way, it's still bad. Um, yeah, it's still rude. So Glenn takes Alicia for a bath. Um, yes. One of those romantic baths, apparently. Outdoor baths. In, where everybody can see you. Um, and then <laughs> I think there's a tree. <laughs> and then he says when... What did he say about the sea animal? Is it a sea animal that like changes colour or something? When they're trying to mate? Seahorses. Oh, seahorses. Maybe. I don't know what it was. I can't remember what he said, but if it was seahorses... So that's the reasoning for this date of so seahorses when they want to mate with something I guess to to court them they change their color and so they're mm. going to be doing body painting and then going for a bath um just bending over backwards with these metaphors he is yes and then starts painting her with different colors and he's like the pink represents I can't, I didn't I couldn't absorb a single thing single thing he said all I was thinking about was like if a man took me on this date and then he was like, your turn to paint. I, there, I couldn't do anything other than take the absolute piss. I would be like, the pink represents that you're a fucking pussy for this day. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. Well, Alicia didn't say that. Alicia says Greg has, sorry, Glenn, fuck. <laughs> Alicia says Glenn has healed her heart a bit. Greg. Well, that's lovely. I it's all very sweet. It would just this was this is the point where I would it would it would kill me inside. I would be very uncomfortable with the earnestness of it all. Yes. I don't like the idea of the date, but it is <laughs> you know, it's strange, but I assume Should the we producers... do it for the pod? What no. What Numi, we cannot touch. Or yeah, unless I do it would not be it would be illegal, but doesn't that make it more exciting? Yeah, I guess so. Also, it'll be very good for an audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) It just keeps getting better. Um, Um, So Jamie's talking to Tim about how much he loves Eleanor. Um, And he says meeting someone like her gave him a rebirth. And then he... Rebirth. A rebirth. And then he says he... Like when he was talking to her, if he was sitting down with her by the pool or something... If he needed to go the, to the toilet, he'd just rather sit there and piss his pants than leave to go to the toilet. And then he, he does cry again. Which is, I mean, this is so funny. This is so funny. I think I've told you before. Jono shit his pants once because he didn't want to lose the Pokemon gym. That's exactly, that is, exactly the same. That is the same as what Jamie's saying about <laughs> Eleanor. Well, that's, you know what, like, I think this is just a delivery problem because if, I, I very lightheartedly said when I started dating Mark, 
there was a time where I really needed the toilet and I nearly pissed my pants just because I wanted to keep listening to him. I think that's very cute. But if you say that on the edge of tears, it does not come across <laughs> as very endearing. Yeah, also it you can't say meeting fun. somebody gave you a rebirth. <laughs> that does sound psycho as well. Mm, no. um, and then, then we see Cass getting a massage from Gilly. Yeah. I've written that down and I have no memory of it. I, I remember really blocked it. blocked it out of my memory. I wrote it down. It's just weird because it's like, wait, is Cass obsessed with getting massages? Maybe she just has a lot of knots in her back yeah. and she's just using her feminine wiles because there's no masseuse on set. Yeah, I don't know. Surely there will be a masseuse somewhere. <laughs> They're in Bali. <laughs> They're in Fiji. A Fiji. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I assume every Australian thing is in Bali. Hot place where Australian go. <laughs> Same thing. Um, um, so uh, then Asha shows up and says, there's going to be a rose ceremony. Three men will be leaving. Yes. Oh, boy. And Cass mentions that she, in a group setting, that she's going to have a chat with Jackson. And Alicia says, okay, well, you better talk to Brittany about it. If you want to pursue Jackson, you should have a chat to Brittany. Um, again, I think this is different to the Kieran thing because, you know, they're over. Obviously, Brittany's, Brittany's very excited um and they have been kissing so and also you know. she, like alicia was she on the paddle board too yeah yeah she said i'm not gonna do that yeah um so it's kind of a little uh, also you kissed yes you you know you kissed yesterday um it's very recent it's very recent it's not like you cheated on them um yeah it's not like you're kieran and you're a dog uh, so, um, Brittany pulls Jackson aside and says that she thinks there's a spark there and he agrees. And also they have the same birthday, which is very cute. Yeah, that is cute. Um, she's like, I'm going to give you my rose. I really like this. I, whatever this is, no pressure. She's very chill about it. Yes. I think it's cool. Then, cute. then we have a cut to a scene, which they keep on showing, which is, Somehow so funny. I don't know if they're really drunk as well, but Mary and Naranga are just like hugging and crying so much. Aww. And and Mary's telling Naranga not to accept crumbs, which is so yeah. nice. And Mary has literally... Don't accept crumbs, get the whole bread. That's nice. That, uh, Mary literally has like 20 centimetres of mascara running down her face. It is very funny, but also she is telling Naranga the right thing. He shouldn't be like... Chasing after Cass when Cass is treating him like a piece of shit. He deserves more. Yeah. Also, I think there's probably something to, um, you know, being like the two only people two of people color. of color on this yeah. show. Like, you, I think they'll probably have each other's back. Oh. Um, and that's something that we, I don't think we would think, like, I, I randomly, I don't think that's something we would think about as often. But do you know what? I was watching, um a uh this is so stupid i was watching a show it's like a rap competition on netflix and there's like one white person left and i am automatically like that's like me and i'm like you know good on him (laughs) and like it's just like the like that's like probably one percent of the feeling that um is actually felt the other way around and i feel like you know naranga and mary would like would really be in each other's corner and i think it's so sweet um you know yeah well at the start I really like them I wish we'd seen I wish we'd seen more Nar- I wish we'd seen their friendship you know because we barely we saw them giving each other roses yeah. we didn't see any suggestion as to why 
And now Mary's crying at the thought of Naranga leaving. It's so cute to me. Well, also it's I like, really like their it will be sad now because now Mary is the only person of colour left in Bachelor in Paradise. That will be so weird because, of course, like people in there would say, like these, a lot of these people probably say a lot of problematic stuff all the time. It would just yeah. be nice to have somebody to be like, how fucked was it when Tim said that thing? Yeah, exactly. Or just like exactly. make eye contact or something. Um, so, uh, what else? Uh, we also, um, oh, Renee, Renee remarks that it's interesting that Cass is interested in Jackson ever since Brittany was interested. Yeah. She thinks it's interesting. And Cass pulls Jackson aside. Um, and then Jackson's like, well, just so you know, Brittany's giving me her rose. So, so like, you don't have to, like, <laughs> there's not, you don't have to fight. It's just a fucking rose. It's, yeah. What is this? I, they treat the rose, roses so seriously. Um, and then Cass, um, Cass asks Brittany, goes up to Brittany and says, do you want to have a chat with me? On a couch where Mary is sitting there for some reason. And Mary looks so awkward. <laughs> oh, Mary did not need to be there. I, I feel like that's rude from... Cass, you should take a one-on-one. Don't ask. Don't go where there's backup. Yeah, and it's nice because Mary isn't really acting like backup anyway. Yeah. Um. So she, Cass asks Brittany how she'd feel if Cass chose Jackson if if she gave him her rose. Yeah. Um. And then she does this. I, I. This made me really mad. She says she does this thing. It's like really gaslighty. She says. Cass says to Brittany, she's like, has he told you that there's a connection between you guys? Yeah, it makes it sound like, like he she... said otherwise to Cass. Yeah, and Brittany goes, yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, Which is like yeah. trying to be like, oh, I've heard otherwise, yeah. essentially. Which is fucking rude. Anyway, um, and then Cass is, and Brittany is not having she's this. She's standing up for is, herself. I love it so much. And Cass asks Brittany who who she'd choose. So if Cass got there first and chose Jackson, who would Brittany choose? And she's like, I'm not telling you that. Yeah. That's none of your business. I don't have to say that. I told you I'm choosing Jackson. Yeah, I reckon it's because Cass wanted her to pick Naranga because she thought Naranga would give her another friendship rose next time. When she inevitably dumps Jackson because she doesn't actually like Jackson and is waiting for a boy well, to she, come in. She said Scott. I think she doesn't want Naranga around. I think she wants Scott as a backup. Because Cass said she's giving her rose to Scott. Oh, that's annoying because I don't want I don't want Scott to be around as a backup. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. But <laughs> I don't want somebody to pick Cass next time is all. I just want her gone because she's seemingly oh, right. so like everybody is sort of like being trodden on by her. Yeah. But Brittany refuses to be. Um, and then Cass starts saying stuff that uh, manipulative people say. She says, I just wanted to have a, a civilized conversation. And Brittany says, I am being civilized. Which is I'm true. I'm just telling you how I feel. Um, and then she's like, uh, well, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. And Brittany leaves. And she stays very calm. And she just basically says how it is and doesn't let Cass manipulate her. And I was very proud of Brittany. Amazing Good job. work, This Brittany. is another instance where you see like how smart Brittany is. Yeah, she knows and- what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then Cass says it was rude and she goes, she says to Mary, who does nothing the entire time, Mary's just sitting there pulling faces, looking the <laughs> other way the entire time. And then Cass says, she's very weird and rude. No, she's not. Bro, you are rude. You're clearly making her feel bad and insecure to be like, has he told you there's a connection? Oh, okay. Like, but you know what you're doing and she didn't put up with it. Yeah. Fuck, 
pissed me off. 34. Grow up. Anyway, and then she says, I'm picking Jackson. I was really annoyed then because I knew the producers were going to give Cass the pick before Britney. Yes. Even though I hoped um, otherwise. So, rose ceremony, I... um. When they started doing the roses, I wrote down all of the for sure couples and I only got two out of order. I want to know that. I got Mary, Brittany, uh, Mary, Britt, Renee, Kiki, and then it was Kira. Then I just thought it was cool. It's not interesting at all, but Mark and I were watching and he was very impressed that I listed them in the way they were wow. called out. All right. We need luck. you to leave the house a bit more often. Well, I'm about to. Good. So, yeah, it was. Ma- so, Mary chooses Connor. Yes. Britt chooses Tim. Renee chooses Matt. Kiki chooses Kieran. Alicia chooses Glenn. Kira chooses Alex. This is a problem with this show. It gets less and less interesting yeah. because everyone couples up. Um, and then they choose Cass and Cass chooses Jackson. Um, we get a great shot of Mary's face. She is just jaw to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, um, yeah, Brittany is there and obviously, um, there's a lot of close up shots of Jamie as yeah. he's like, maybe I'm in with a chance now, but Brittany chooses Scott. Thank God. Jamie, yeah. it was his time to leave. He had to go. He was just going to interfere. And that's coming from someone who wanted him to be around. Yeah. He was just going to continue to interfere with Brittany. Mm. So Jamie's gone. Um, Naranga is gone, unfortunately. And unfortunately, Gilly as well. I yeah. like Gilly and Naranga. I wish we'd seen more of them because they seemed like people who actually had something to say. Yeah, Gilly you know? seemed like Like they nice. said things of substance. Yeah. Not much, but we didn't hear much, but it was of substance. Um, then Jamie addresses the group as he's about to I leave. knew it. I knew he was going to do a speech. <laughs> it is baffling. He says, over he says, the last... You go. <laughs> you go. You say it. You would have written no, it no, down. you go. You would have written it down more verbatim than me. I, I wrote down some of it. Um, he starts talking about Eleanor. He says, I had feelings for Eleanor that I've never had for anyone ever in my life. She gave me butterflies. I'm going to go out there and find my own version of Eleanor. And that's what I'll take from this experience. Which is very funny considering Eleanor left because she didn't get a rose. Yeah. <laughs> and... They, the editing outside of this makes it seem like he's saying, I'm going to go get Eleanor, but I really think he's saying he's going to go find someone like Eleanor. Well, he said... he's aware that she's not interested in him. Yeah, he also said his own version of Eleanor. Yeah, but then later they, they like... Because it's so obvious when you hear them like stitch together five sentences, but he says, I'm going to get Eleanor and I'm going to make her mine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um... So that is where we are up to. There was also an episode of the another Cabana drama, six-minute episode. I'm trying yes. to remember what was in um, it. I think... Um, uh, it was Kira being insecure and being like, Alicia's not on my level. Yeah. Why did they let this peasant come in before me? She's talking shit about me. It's just insecure Kira, essentially. Yeah, to Jamie. Um, then I think... I don't know what else happened. Something... Something else happened with Jamie. I think, oh, I think Jamie was just talking about Eleanor to Tim again. Just talking about <laughs> yeah. how perfect she was and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure that was mostly it. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, f- uh, honestly, I think I'm going to struggle with four episodes a week, but it's all good. I wish it was like three episodes, you know? Well, it can't be going for that much longer. Yeah, surely only like two more weeks. 
Yeah, because I think The Bachelor starts in like the 12th of August or something. But then that's four episodes a week as well, right? Uh, or is that two? No, that's two episodes a week, I think. Okay, good. Um. Oh, yeah, they also have um. Cass saying that they're all just talking, like Alicia's very excited to go on a date and then she says, I don't think he's someone who'll have sex with you. I think he'll make love to you, <laughs> which I did think was funny as much as I don't like Cass. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's it. I do love the Cabana dramas. I think if you guys don't watch the show, they're interesting because it's six minutes of bitching. Yeah. And that's what you guys love. (laughs) Okay, I'll do the song this week and then you can do the things. Okay, the song this week is called Private Eye, um, as always from Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech. And this is the description of the song. Styled in the bluesy swing of a 70s cop drama TV show, Private Eye incorporates slick rhythms with a prominent bass line and competing bursts of horns. The final 30 seconds builds in volume with the congas until the abrupt finish. There we go. So wow. that's what you have listened to at the start of the show and what you'll be listening to again soon, as soon as Naomi tells you out the reviews. So I'm handing it over to you, Naomi. All right, we've got a couple of new... Um, new freaking reviews. Yeah. This one is by Tim is Crowley or something. Um, <laughs> this is titled Naranga Faranga Faranga Wherever You Are Anga. <laughs> Amazing. Um, can't believe I just discovered this podcast. So good. Watching Bachelor in Paradise with my brother. We're Sri Lankan, which would be a weird thing to tell you, except it means we're obsessed with the Naranga subplot. <laughs> Truly inspirational that a brown guy with no discernible pe- personality traits can make it through seven episodes. <laughs> seven. And he's said almost seven things <laughs> and been brutally rejected twice in 30 seconds. Up the Lankans. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're right. He is... <laughs> He is an inspiration. Unfortunately, it's come to an end for him. Bro, I reckon just make him The Bachelor. Just fuck it. Yeah, that would be so fun. Better personality than fucking Honey Badger and Richie. I still think the only, like, I still just think of that thing he said when Angie's brother got announced. And I'm like, if we had more. It's the only line he had. (laughs) It would be, it's a great hit rate, you know? Well, he also said that thing where Kieran was like, Oi, there's that, like, we're probably, there's two of us going home tonight. And then Naranga was like, that's def- that's just what's going to happen. It's actually what's going to happen. It's not probably. <laughs> um, so I would disagree with you guys on that. I don't think he, in, I think in terms of men on this franchise, he's not, he's, he's not that boring. Yeah. Considering the bar we're working Remember with. Jake. <laughs> Remember Scott. We oh, God. I don't. I barely do. Um, but anyway, up the Lankins indeed. Um, feminist bitch uh, says, give these girls Logies, please. Please nominate us for the Logie for a podcast, which I'm sure exists. Um, God, I just want to go to the... I, Danielle, I know I've said this before. I want to go to the Logies so bad. I want to talk to all these people if they were invited to the Logies. I don't know if they would be. But I, think, I don't know. I'm making a TV show. I should get to the go to the Logies, yeah, right? Yeah, I think, I think we could organize to go to the Logies. I don't think it's... I don't reckon it will be that hard to do. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon we just talk to people. We just, we just say we're going to do Vox Pops or something. <laughs> no, I want to be... In- interviewing oh, them i want to be in there with them bro oh, well, I don't rubbing think... shoulders with the likes of carrie ann kennelly 
Absolutely not. <laughs> I would greasy her all night long. She knows the youth is against her. Um, anyway, <clears throat> crim- criminally underrated podcast. I finally gave in to the virtual peer pressure to leave a review. This podcast is genuinely so good and I love listening to it. Oh, that's actually a really nice Thank feminist you. bitch. Thank you. Naomi and Danielle give funny and insightful commentary and it just genuinely fun to listen to. 1,000 out of 10 would recommend. Also, if you're looking for another reality show to review after all this Bachelor stuff is over, I'd love to see you review The Circle UK. It's much better than the American season, mainly because it's live like Big Brother and they talk about politics and stuff. Oh. Damn, that does sound interesting. Because I know the, Cir- the American one wasn't the original one. Maybe it was wow. England. That does sound good. I want to watch, um, is it bad? I kind of want to watch Farmer Wants a Wife. I think Farmer Wants a Wife is too um, sincere for me. They have a, actually have a really good success rate and that's not something I that interests me. I think that's what I want. <laughs> I want something wholesome for once. That's nice. I think there are 20 babies that have been made through Farmer Wants a Wife. Like they've set up couples that have now had 20 children. That's Isn't that amazing? That is amazing because it shows you. And it does not interest me at all. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, I cannot believe you. This is, because I also think that Farmer Wants a Wife is like, it's less glamorous people too. It's like a lot of the time regular people, which I think regular people are a lot of the time way more interesting to watch. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I've never watched them, so I couldn't tell you. I'm excited. to (laughs) Like maths, they're a little bit more normal, but not fully all the way. You, Sorry. You think the people off maths are more normal? Than The Bachelor. I mean, I think The Bachelor, they only get, like, really, really hot people. Oh, yeah, but I mean the personalities of the people on maths is batshit crazy a lot of the time. Yeah, that's true. On The Bachelor, they cast for hot. On maths, they cast for crazy. And on Farmer Once a Wife, they cast for Farmer. Yeah. Normal. (laughs) Although I did love the one who, like, a few years ago, I remember when I, I, I think it was a decade ago when I was in high school or something, there was one and it was like, he's a rich pearl farmer. And then it was like, there was a few girls who were like, like, um, like, I don't know, like shopping for the millionaire farm. You know, he was a millionaire Ah. farmer because he had a pearl farm. And I was also like, I mean, I feel like a lot of farmers are kind of well off. I think I've been, I think like. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I mean. Aren't they like all, aren't they always struggling? Anytime I see them on the news, they're always like, we need freaking help. Don't they have like a really high suicide rate? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's like a family business, so you're sort of forced into it because who's buying like a 4,000-acre ranch? Yeah, and also you just have to keep doing the work. Yeah. You just have to be up at sunrise. Yeah. Fucking go, go, go. I would not want to do it. I respect the farmers. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what it is because I feel like every farmer I've ever met has been rich out of their minds, but I don't know because maybe I've only met four farmers and it's just been like... You've only met all these pearl farmers. (laughs) Not the good old, um, you know, salt of the earth radish farmers that I know. <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks for your reviews. They were actually really, really nice. I often now I get worried about when we're going to get slighted in the reviews or more often just me. Um, but they were just nice. So thanks, guys. I mean, Naomi, that's a bit. That's a bit. When they go you in the review, that's a bit. That's a joke. And you know that they love you, but they love the response that they get from you. I know, bro. And it's really, it's a realization for me that I manifest this kind of attention. Yeah, because it's funny to be mean to you. (laughs) (laughs) Why have I done this to myself? (laughs) 
Okay, we're going. I don't know how or why. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm going insane. It's been we two are hours. locked in our houses, guys. Give us a little bit of sympathy. Yes. Um. Anyway, we've been talking for long enough. Wait, uh, bear in mind, we've been talking for like half an hour before we started recording the pod. <laughs> yeah. And we had a little 10-minute break in the middle. A little toilet I mean, break. Okay. Well, lovely to speak to you, Danny. Lovely to speak always. to you too. Okay. I'll see you again soon. Yes. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. Batchy bitch. Batch bitch. Batch batch. Batchy bitch. Batch bitch. Batch batch. Batchy bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch in paradise. In paradise. Batch bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch. Batch bitch in paradise. Batch bitch. Batch bitch in paradise. Batch bitch. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.